0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Always Be My Maybe. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that some of the plot might be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello. Hey, did you, I was calling you, did it work or was it not working?
0: Um, I, it wasn't actually ringing at my end
1: Oh, I'm sorry um, I but, also um, sent you a whole bunch of emojis Or stickers, uh, yeah, stickers, sorry Key difference between stickers and emojis Which I totally know because I'm down with the children
0: <laughs> I see that you said rad Yep Rad is still one of the coolest words that someone can say
1: I said rad, and BFF, and bay, and lol, and um, rad again, and BRB, which is which means bird in internet language, you know, because they say burb instead of bird. It's like lots of things on the internet, is they, they call something a thing, but it's just slightly mistyped, um, like pwn, P-W-N, one of those kind of things, because it's funny when things are mistyped, right?
0: The most important of them all is all mao which uh actually means lovely mao and uh shows off the the love for communism. Yeah. um that is inherent to the internet.
1: Chairman Mao or Mao Zedong, Tung to give him his full name. Mm-hmm. His full uh, his full inter- title
0: <laughs> internet slang icon.
1: Yeah. father father of memes and communism. <laughs> Uh, how are you i'm all right yeah sorry i was late it's because i was um i was putting on my juggalo makeup
0: to avoid security cameras
1: yeah exactly no no facial recognition for the juggalos so i have decided to become a juggalo i apologize in advance to my friends and my family
0: i do you want to know about how magnets work i don't i feel as though juggalo is a a strange fandom that I'll never quite understand. Um, and for that reason, I don't really feel suitable mocking it.
1: Given... No, because they might come for you.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think they'll come for me, but uh, there's there's this strange community feeling to them that few bands ever really are able to create. Um And, yeah, I I don't feel comfortable mocking the Juggalo when there's so many awful fandoms out there that seem to be inherently worse.
1: No, I'm not necessarily even mocking the Juggalo. I think it's good that that they've managed to find a way around Face ID because, you know, I'm not a fan of that. Um, And, you know, uh, I'm just on the Wikipedia page now. It says not to be confused with Juggalo. (laughs)
0: juice Bigelow, european (laughs) juggalo
1: (laughs) oh do you reckon rob uh, rob schneider would mock the juggalos for sure and then they'd come for him
0: they would and they would be fully um deserving
1: of it he'd definitely like do a film that was really offensive to them and then have to apologize for it
0: yes Exactly, exactly. Now,
1: here's the thing about the Juggalos, like w- at what point does a fandom become a subculture? Because I feel like this is an example of that, right?
0: Yeah, I definitely think so, where it's almost as though the 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 insane clown posse being a fan of their music has almost transcended into something that's more than that and it's more of this kind of subculture. Um much like you have those different kinds of the punk scene that were spearheaded by individual bands that then becomes something much more than that.
1: Yeah. Like how, um, what is it, Lady Gaga calls their fans little monsters? Stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think
0: it's probably a level above the, above the Lady Gaga fandom, isn't it? Because of the sheer, the physical nature of like juggalo meetups and things like that. Um, It's almost as if it yeah. goes beyond just being a fan of their music and into something much more transcendent, as it were. You know, I, I think yeah. there's a bigger claim for a religion behind the juggalos than there is behind Scientology, for instance. You know,
1: uh, well, yes, yeah. If only the juggalos had all those like weird like centres in London <laughs> where you could walk in and get free personality. I, I want to see. I want to yeah. see
0: people out on the streets wanting to talk to me about about being a juggalo.
1: Yeah, wearing a really. Do you have a moment to talk about juggalo wearing
0: a really smart suit just with the juggalo makeup?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I would I would st- stop and chat with them happily, as long as I wasn't on a schedule.
0: Um, Insane clown posse, I know you're listening. You love our podcast. Um, they
1: listen to this all the time because they're fans of Guy Fieri and they saw the film Sensations, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, I'm down with that." That is a wonderful. Because at, th- at this point, at this point in our chronology, um, Sensations has been released. <laughs> <laughs> A, a real and successful film is, for 2019. That is
0: exactly right. Um, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> you've seen it already, Paddy, but we had a little chat in the previous episode about a sequel to Beastly called The Best Witch Hunter.
1: Oh, we, we did. Um, you, you have made some and artwork And I for have it. made
0: a potential poster <laughs> for it. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Vin Diesel and Mary-Kate Olsen, you know, can they And
1: it's called it's called the best witch hunter, the best which witch I think hunter. is a very good title. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great title. I think you've got two real good names there. You've got two established characters as well. It's a crossover event, last witch hunter, it's Beastly.
1: The most ambitious crossover event in the history the of Vin most, Diesel.
0: <laughs> the most ambitious crossover event in the history of the Olsons. Yeah. Um it's uh it's going to be something incredible um yes so uh, be sure to check out that poster as well paddy i give you permission to share it alongside this okay. episode okay i
1: will um, i will tweet it when i tweet this episode out it's something beautiful
0: something truly beautiful
1: it's truly beautiful you're you're very good at making this, this kind of artwork i'm genuinely very very sad that these films don't really exist
0: yeah i'm i i'd love I, I, which which of the movies cuz there have we had 4 now is this number 4
1: yeah, we've had Sensations. See, so all of these can be found on our SoundCloud page, by the way, the clips from which these, these films originate. Sensations is the the first, and I think still the best. But there's also Jellystorm. Yeah, Jellystorm. What's the oh, opposite, opposite day?
0: Opposite day, yeah. And then The Best Witch Hunter. So those are the four movies in the big boy cinematic universe.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now we need to think of some kind of crossover with those. Vin Diesel yeah. and Guy Fieri teaming up to save the world from killer baguette.
0: Yeah, I could get behind that. The same energy that brought us the jelly storm. Um we then have then the Terry Storm.
1: The Terry's. Terry. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz gets into like some kind of mad scientist lab and gets into a multiplier that just like then crashes, the computer crashes and it just keeps multiplying him over and over and over and over again. And it creates this huge force that's like a a, li- a literal twister. Of Terry Crews is coming at you.
0: Would you rather fight one <laughs> Terry Cruise-sized Terry Cruz? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I this this needs to happen. I think you know we we've got four incredibly solid movies under our belt. Yeah, all of them. All of them have box office potential.
1: I just think we need to get the Juggalos involved.
0: Yeah, they they you know we get insane clown posse doing the soundtrack. We we make those. Um, we we make the values of the juggalo movement inherent in our movies you know the the family togetherness it worked for worked to Fast and Furious you know the family dynamic of Fast and Furious is w- why people go back to watch it so much yep
1: um, we can have an annual um, festival we, in-
0: we instill that into the big boy cinematic universe and I think we're on to a winner
1: yep for sure so yeah Insane Clown Posse if you're listening do we have a proposal for you
0: yeah get on board get on board yeah.
1: <laughs> this is good, you know we're, we're just, we're not Our genius is not recognised by Hollywood But that doesn't mean that we're not legitimate filmmakers
0: No, exactly, exactly We may well have never made a film But that doesn't mean we're not legitimate filmmakers Yeah,
1: that's exactly it Just because we don't have fancy cameras Just because, you know y- You want me to trash your lights Yeah, Hollywood <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh dear! Good, good, um, so good
1: old Christian Bale. <laughs> Gotta love him.
0: You know who? You know what movie Christian Bale wasn't in?
1: Um, Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about this week, right?
0: You know, I, I, can we get away with talking about Waterworld? I really want to rewatch and talk about
1: Waterworld at some point. Yeah,
0: but I—is there enough romance? Probably there's more. a romance between romance. a
1: man and the ocean.
0: A romance between a fish man and the well, sun. Not
1: in a Hemingway way.
0: Ro- <laughs> no, romance between Dennis Hopper and crude oil.
1: Yeah.
0: Th- th- those are two loves worth shouting Yeah, about. you
1: feel it. I think we need to get more abstract on this podcast in terms of what we class yeah. as romance.
0: What is love? What
1: What is love? Baby, don't hurt <laughs> me. On this here um, podcast.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> one movie that is less abstract uh, is always be my yes. maybe which does not star christian Bale. <laughs> it's
1: not really abstract in any way is it it's it's it pretty pretty straight up
0: it is a straightforward romantic comedy yes
1: it is it's one of these netflix films that they have now a, ne- yes. a netflix original mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah
0: and it is a it is a solid um a solid romcom
1: isn't it? It is. I I really enjoyed this film. What did you think?
0: I didn't really enjoy it, but I enjoyed it. And it felt it felt very middle of the road in a way that I found very comforting. But I think that, that I don't want to get too social justice warrior all over this movie um because I'm It's
1: okay. I think Keanu Reeves would approve of you doing that. I'm I'm scared of He's um <laughs> he's very into social justice. I don't know if you know this.
0: I'm 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 scared of upsetting the alt right because they despise. Oh, I, I thought
1: you were going to say I'm scared of upsetting Keanu Reeves.
0: Well, I'm also scared of upsetting Keanu Reeves because <laughs>
1: he's
0: he's he's all he's been one of my faves for a very long time, and I think Keanu. I think the the, <laughs> <Uwavu>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Uh That that was a <laughs> shooting stars <laughs> reference for any of you who love 90s comedy from Britain. Um, yeah.
1: Uh... If you've never, if yeah, maybe you grew up in America, you've never heard of shooting stars, just go on YouTube and search for shooting stars, the dove from above. <laughs> dove or from he's, above. You never had anyone come up to you and go, he's a baby, he's a baby. Which I actually sing to my son sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. He is a baby. Because
0: he is literally a baby. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, so. Um... <laughs> where were where we? Um, yeah, Keanu Reeves is I, something is about great. Keanu. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is great, and and the fact that he's had this sort of resurgence,
1: um, he's Canadian,
0: is is really good because he's he was maligned unfairly for a while, whereas actually he can be an incredibly effective actor, and I think always be my maybe really proves that. Um, where well, he's great in this, he's he's my favorite part of this movie. But what I was going to say was it's nice that there is a standard middle of the road rom-com um, that isn't about white people that also doesn't make a big deal about the fact that it isn't about white
1: people. Yes, that's exactly what is really, really good about it and what it gets right. And it's like, you know, there are, there are bits that are about them being Asian. There are things with their parents and Asian cuisine and little jokes about it and stuff, but it's never, it's not the point of the film. And that's the point that I think we're trying to get to in the social and social justice warrior terms aren't we where you can have representation of people you know have characters who are um, of any race or any gender or um, whatever or who are um, differently abled than other people and it's not a thing you know it's it affects their character because it is a character trait but it's not a thing and this is the kind of film that's on that journey right
0: exactly yeah I, i love the fact that you know, it doesn't. That's not the defining characteristic of this movie. The defining characteristic of this movie is that it's a funny rom-com about two childhood friends who both crushed on each other, and who then refine themselves, and at the same time change the kind of people that they were turning into. And 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 it's a well-crafted story like that. Um, yeah. And it is. What if
1: him writes a song about a tennis ball?
0: <laughs> yes. And but it's just nice to see all of that without it being caught up in... But it's about Asian people. Look at the Asian people. Yeah. This is all massive focus of it it's just nice to have a film like that
1: it's and, not and, called crazy non-rich asians <laughs> <laughs> although and, i did enjoy that film as I, well, still haven't, for di- I for different reasons
0: i still haven't seen it but i've heard it is really good
1: oh we should um, we should talk about it at some yeah, point yeah yeah
0: um but it but it's just nice to have to have that anyway having said that let's move on and actually talk about the movie because it is it is funny and there's funny yeah. moments i wouldn't say that it's i wouldn't say that it's up there with some of the best recent rom-coms that i've seen um no
1: i see i i say that i really enjoyed it and i did but because i think i actually went into it with relatively low expectations but not like low expectations i'm not i didn't i went into it thinking it would be good but i i wasn't necessarily like oh i i'm really into x actor or the idea of or the concept or whatever although i think ali wong is very funny we watched um both of her stand-up specials and those were really good um one of which she did while she, while she's pregnant, and she's like striding around the stage, and she's pregnant and furious. And we watched that while Claire was pregnant, and that was very enjoyable. So I knew her, and I knew Randall. I'd seen Randall Park and a couple of other things, but I wasn't like, oh, I have to go watch this movie. I was just like, it was kind of there, um, and I was like, oh, this will be this will be a fun rom com. Stick on it on a Sunday, it'll be enjoyable. It'll pass the time. But there were things that um, tipped it over into being really good. So I think because I was pleasantly surprised by it, maybe I'm now thinking it it's better than it is.
0: Yeah, whereas I, I went into it having seen a little bit of buzz around it. It got decent reviews. Um and the internet I don't read reviews. The internet seems to have been a big fan of it. Um but I didn't go into it with super high expectations and I think it kind of just met the expectations that I was hoping for, which was it's all right. It's pretty good. There's some really funny moments. Um I was aware of Randall Park. I'd seen Randall Park and other things um i knew the name ali wong but i'd not seen her in anything i don't think um and then i knew daniel day kim as well um and obviously Keanu reeves um but yeah. <laughs> uh so i didn't go into it really know it i i didn't go into it super knowing anybody and being excited about seeing some performances but it had had names in it that i recognized and that i'd liked from other stuff and and ali wong i'd heard good things about um so and and i think it's a very competently made film Um, there was, there's a few weird moments here and there where they clearly had to overdub bits. I don't know if you noticed.
1: I actually did not, to be honest. So, um, yeah, fill me in.
0: Um, so there's just these bits and pieces here and there where, um, it's clear that they, they put in the lines in post-production, um, which is, which does look a bit goofy and it makes it feel a little bit dated because... You know, these days generally that doesn't happen.
1: Oh, I, I, I didn't honestly didn't notice, but I'm also only ever half paying attention to anything these days because there's usually a baby in the room, and if, <laughs> exactly. he's, if he's not, even if he's asleep, you, you can't quite relax because at any moment he could wake up, and look at you, or maybe even cry.
0: Uh, at any moment he might just turn to you and just, just like set you on fire with his mind.
1: Yeah, he might turn around and be like, "Chaos reigns."
0: That is that is the most. um That is the most. <laughs> it's the most challenging thing about being a new parent. People say about you know disruptions to sleep patterns and everything like that. No, it's it's the fire. It's the mind fire.
1: Nah, it's the it's the kinetic powers because they grow out of it eventually. But yeah, yeah
0: you know. <laughs> kinetic powers are the mind killer.
1: Yeah, um, you should have you should have seen we had a barbecue with everyone from our NCT group on Saturday. It was a bloodbath.
0: <laughs> literally he was just he was just you know flipping the burgers
1: yeah and then flipping the bird <laughs> with that's his like, mind
0: with his mind which which means that he was making other people flip the bird at you
1: Yep, yeah. yeah, everyone was. was doing it yeah just absolutely everyone's counts. heard about the bird the bird 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 the bird is the word
0: <laughs> um so I'm a
1: terrible person <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway so this movie right this movie you've got um you've got the you've got the traditional movie roles you've got slacker guy and you've got ambitious women right
1: which is shown by well it it it, it starts with um them as children which I I quite like I always like a bit of a cross decade narrative it can end up being a bit schmaltzy and a bit kind of all, oh, everything is tied back to when we were kids and wow 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 But actually, I thought it was really well done. It gave you just enough of them as kids, including um, her being a really big fan of his mum um and his mom showing her how to cook and stuff and then she dies and then they they have awkward sex as teens and then that's it and then it skips forward and they like haven't seen each other in ages and the first scene of the 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 present day narrative is um his his dad walks into his room what are you doing he goes i'm smoking weed and dancing in the mirror and you expect the dad to be like oh all pissed off but the dad's like oh okay let's dance and the dad's (laughs) like supportive of his his band and stuff and they they run this air conditioning business together and it's actually quite tender
0: yeah they they get the family relationships really great in this movie don't they um it, it really reminds me of some of the best motivational dads in, oh. in rom-com cinema um, where then we,
1: there, is, there is an emotional dad speech There is
0: an emotional dad speech uh,
1: Which is our, fa- our favourite film trope
0: That is our favourite film trope Tick the box for emotional dad speech um, We're going
1: to do a, a spin-off from our forum big boys don't cry cinematic universe films the bbdcu films one which is just like an hour of juggalos doing emotional dad speeches dead like straight to the camera like dead serious
0: <laughs> While well, you've got uh, a slow piano cover of insane clown posse songs in the background yeah. <laughs> like in the john lewis adverts
1: yeah <laughs> being being sung by a 14 year old girl yeah. fucking magnets how do they work <laughs> who's putting on that voice that's like this (laughs) (laughs) um
0: by the way by the way um i think i've shown you it outside of the podcast but are you aware of the youtube channel of the guy who turns major songs into minor key and minor key songs into major key
1: this sounds vaguely familiar yeah
0: um because i was catching up on a few missed ones and uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith.
1: In oh, a, geez. In a
0: minor key is the best James Bond song you've ever heard in your life. It's actually <laughs> incredible. Um,
1: it's... You know, I would love to write a James Bond theme. It's like it's all you have to do is take a just kind of regular pop song and take it a thousand times more seriously, more seriously than you ordinarily would. And there's your song.
0: Yeah, and, it, and, and that's what makes them so good is, <laughs> is is they're just so bombastic and over the top. Um, another let the sky another, fall. another great one is uh, "Stay with Me" by Sam Smith in a minor key is actually really really cool, and I would listen yeah. to it all the time. Um, so sometimes they come across ones that really work well. Other times they're very very funny, uh, like the X Files in major key, um, <laughs> or or Skyfall in a major key um, is is great. Um, oh, geez. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: you know what the best Bond theme is. Uh,
0: what is the best Bond theme?
1: It's that one by Chris Cornell for Casino Royale. That is
0: a really good song.
1: That is extremely um, good.
0: That is a super great track.
1: I genuinely think it's underrated.
0: Also, did you ever hear the Radiohead song for Spectre, which did not get chosen because they chose the Sam Smith song?
1: Are, are you genuinely asking me if I've voluntarily listened to a Radiohead song? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i know you love push pull revolving doors the classic of whenever the fuck that was released <laughs> um uh it, it's a really interesting song actually because it, it is kind oh, of radiohead. In, in, interesting
1: i i can hear the air the quotes around the, the word interesting <laughs> that's what they say um, about radiohead oh they're so it, interesting
0: well, it, it it is fascinating because it's a ra- it's a modern Radiohead song. So imagine lots of weird drums and strange stuff going on, and, as opposed and to everything. a
1: Renaissance Radiohead song. It,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just just Tom York in a big fuck off wig with um, a rough. It's <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So so it, it has all of the atonal stuff that you despise about Radiohead. Oh, good. But then but then there's this there's there's the bombastic bond dynamic that just randomly pops up here and there and it actually does sound pretty cool um it 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 doesn't fit with a bond movie ever so i can understand why they didn't go for it but it was interesting nonetheless it's like "Mm, fair play radiohead that is an interesting take you've made
1: Hmm. okay i'd be willing to give it a go
0: i think you would hate it i'm not gonna lie
1: (laughs) well now i have to listen to it
0: I think I think you should listen to it, but I do think there's a ninety nine point nine five percent chance that you will
1: despise it. All right. Not point not five percent chance. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Um but yes. Uh so yeah, go listen to Oleg Berg on YouTube, everybody, because you need to listen to the minor key version of Don't Wanna Miss a Thing. It's awesome.
1: That does sound very good.
0: Um, but speaking of good music, um, I liked Yellow Peril or Hello Peril. No, Hello Peril.
1: That. Hello Peril. That's the joke,
0: playing on the term Yellow Peril, which is yep. super racist nonsense that was around in the. Was it? When? Where did that come around? Was that? That um, sounds like
1: some Winston Churchill wartime shit.
0: Yeah, I. You know, it. 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 It feels like something that was around a like pre pre McCarthy racist nonsense, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. Yellow peril is a racist colour metaphor that is integral to the xenophobic aspect of colonialism. Yeah, that sounds... Yep. As imagined in the racialist book The Rising Tide of Colour Against White World Supremacy 1920 by Lothrop Stoddard. What a name. That that sounds like... (laughs) Well, fuck you, Lothrop Stoddard, you old racist.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, if you were going to name an old... Um <laughs> if you were gonna name a white supremacist Lothrop uh <laughs> I mean that's pretty much Lothrop Stoddard is like the number one name, isn't it?
1: Yep, for sure. Nigel Farage has got a picture of him up in his wall.
0: Oh wow. He um he he created a map of the primary races of the world, uh which I will not name because they're quite racist
1: in themselves.
0: That sounds Um, extremely bad. Yeah, this guy, this guy is something else. I mean, this guy sounds racist by 1920s standards, (laughs) Um, which is quite something. Um, Because, you know, there are are people where they say, oh, it was just like that at the time, and actually, no, it fucking wasn't. Like, people try and play off... um, Who's the horror writer who was insanely racist, who did Cthulhu? H.P. Um, Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Super massive racist. He was super massive racist for the time period in which he was writing. So much so that people were reading it and going, oh, that's a bit racist. Um, Winston Churchill, massively racist for the time period in which he was Prime Minister and for the time per- uh, period in which he was uh, in government before he was Prime Minister um at the time criticized for being massively racist um you know some of these things are not just because of their time period some of the time people are just massive fucking racists guys i'm sorry
1: yeah like just because things were overall more racist in 1920 or whatever it doesn't mean that like it's like people couldn't have been racist in those times yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's so stupid. So, in, but in that in that context racist. of it being like a really like racist um, thing to to reference the Yellow Peril, it's kind of like is that actually like an overly edgy band name? Hello Peril, boy, it sort of makes it cheeky, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a cheeky, it's a cheeky, uh, a cheeky band name yeah. that I'm super down with.
1: And then when you um, when you see them, you're like, oh, okay, that suits them because they've got a guy rapping and playing the electric piano, which I love. I think yes. we need more bands like that
0: I think we do and also they're really good um, and I didn't realise that um, that uh, what's his face uh, Randall Park was in a hip hop band
1: oh he actually is?
0: yeah called Ill Again
1: oh ah, that's cool I did not know that
0: and and so the music in the movie uh, was doing st- stuff with Dan the Automator who's a really great um, ah. producer I don't know if you know any of Dan the Automator's work
1: I know the name
0: Um, But he's he's worked with everybody um, in the industry, basically. Um, So he's done a lot of stuff with like DJ Shadow, for instance, or he was a key component in getting gorillas off the ground as well, um, working on their early albums. Um, Also worked with uh, Mike Patton, who we all love. Oh, yeah. um, And people like Primal Scream and stuff like that. So primarily um, does a lot of work with like the hip hop sphere, but that. Experience in hip hop, um, then follows over for bands that want that kind of hip hop edge in their music. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a, a genius is Dan the Automator, um, and apparently he was involved in uh, getting the music for Always Be My Maybe, ah, off the band, which is which is great.
1: That's that's really cool.
0: Yes, yeah, which is which is awesome, and I think you know that's part of the reason why they they uh, where they sound so cool. And uh, I would totally listen to Hello Peril.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking that, like, this is genuinely a band that I would I would listen to, but also the kind of band that we would we would end up playing with and actually liking. In one of those like yes, rare yeah. serendipitous enjoyable nights.
0: Yeah, they'd be one of those bands that we stayed in touch with and played more gigs yeah. with. Yeah, which is which is cool.
1: Bounce back like a tennis ball. <laughs> really, any kind of ball and except a that- football. <laughs> I love that
0: it was really great and 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 i thought the the end credits uh music of the keanu reeves song yeah it was great as well um so yeah if if you do have a full ep of hello peril songs guys release it
1: yeah give it to us and let us play a show with you
0: yeah yeah let's let's go play
1: yeah so that's that side of it was good. It's the thing with the, these kind of films that elevate them from just being, as you say, Sunday afternoon fluff to actually being really enjoyable. It's the the attention to those kind of little details and the things where the the two leads are involved in the writing, so they're putting a lot of themselves into it, but it's not ending up being self indulgent. Like they've been able to see it as characters and not just kind of playing themselves.
0: Yeah, and and that's really good, isn't it? It's it it feels very authentic, which is nice
1: yeah it it definitely felt very very real actually but still had a lot of very very funny lines in there as well
0: oh yeah this movie is is i wouldn't say it hits it home every time um there's definite bits which are funnier than others but there are um there are some really funny bits
1: i like when she describes him as a stealth asshole
0: yep and i like when he has his butt out on stage and is peeing into an
1: amplifier (laughs) yeah you just suddenly see his butt i'm gonna try that the next time we have a show
0: (laughs) please don't
1: (laughs) and then yeah that's the only bit that was that was unrealistic for me because he was like oh that same venue invited us back and gave us another chance it's like if you if you peed on an amp and there's sparks going everywhere and the whole audience can see your ass you are you are getting banned from that club my friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and potentially arrested
0: yes yeah um but there, there are some some great lines as well one that really i loved was keanu reeves um shout out to keanu reeves in this movie i was kind of and, 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 and ar-
1: in general in life. and in
0: general um but i i was kind of umming and ahhing over um over this movie until he turned up and suddenly it was just like okay i can see where this movie's going with these scenes Let's just let this chaos ensue for however long he's in this movie, and just embrace it, because he just he just immediately throws this energy into the movie. Um, yeah, and, and and, he comes and
1: into that song. What is that song? Oh, the right. it's uh, like... uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like yeah, the <laughs> music's really well, really well mixed. Yeah,
0: it works. It works great. Um, but he says this line, which I think is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Uh, the man who embraces his mediocre nothingness shines greater than any." <laughs> it's just like that is glorious. Um, yeah.
1: But you, the, what's so good about that is that, you know, that if you're in a room with Keanu Reeves and he said that, you'd be like, right on Keanu. That is so profound <laughs> <laughs> because it's Keanu Reeves. Yes.
0: Um, and that
1: works because he's totally aware of it. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's um, because Ke- I think Keanu Reeves, like, he's one of those people that's great at um, a being self-aware, um, but also, um, he's able to pull out those performances that surprise you, um, and so like you know you've got these movies where he's he's sort of doing things that expected of him so like the john wick movies for instance are are really great um
1: which i've not seen
0: you've not seen those i've not
1: seen any of them isn't it about a man taking revenge on someone who kills his dog?
0: uh, that's the first one but it's more that they do a lot of great world building which is why people keep going back to them it's it's not necessarily a straightforward film they they're, they're really artful in the way that they build the world around the characters um which i think is why people have sort of stuck with them so much but also they're very very well crafted action movies with you know physical real set pieces and and real action and things like that um but yeah so so things like that you know that's what you'd expect from him from his wheelhouse to do those kind of um the, those roles but he does a lot of interesting stuff as well like you know he's in the neon demon um he's in the bad batch as well which is a very interesting movie that i think was also a netflix original um so he's done all of these he he's not afraid to test his boundaries and do other stuff and i think this is an example of him really pulling off one of those great cameo performances um where he he basically just steals the show really um and and that's not a slight on the other people in the movie because they're all very very good but he just comes. But they're in not just, Keanu Reeves. He he just comes in and he breathes this life into this with this eccentric, wonderful, hilarious performance.
1: Sorry, I'm I'm on his Wikipedia page. It says here, an avid motorcyclist, Reeves co-founded Arch Motorcycle Company, which sells and builds custom motorcycles.
0: I mean, that's very cool.
1: It just gets better. <laughs> and then there's a picture of him signing an autograph with his left hand. That's under which the the caption is Keanu Reeves is left-handed.
0: Oh, that's good to know.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: that, that, that that's really good to know. Thank you for letting us know that Keanu Reeves also knows the pain of trying to find a good left-handed guitar.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's a um, he plays bass or played bass in the band Dogstar.
0: Yes. Uh, they were like a grunge band, weren't they, or something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it says here about Dogstar they they had a, a surprising origin story, which is. Where is it? It's something to do with hockey. Ah, I can't find it. Never mind. It was basically he he had a chance encounter with the other guy in the band in um in a shop where they were both wearing the same hockey jersey or something. Oh, okay. Cause Ke- was Keanu loves hockey because he's Canadian? Yes, because
0: so. it's it's compulsory in Canada, isn't it? To uh, mm. to love uh, <laughs> to to love hockey.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so Keanu in this was just brilliant, but also they didn't overdo it either. They didn't overuse him, which is tempting when you've got someone in a film who's agreed to sort of goof around and play themselves and have this part in the film to overdo it. But really, he's only in it for about, what, 10 minutes?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is only about 15 minutes, but it is it is very, very funny.
1: Yeah, it's very, very funny, but at the same time, it is kind of real because it's like, if you were out to dinner with the girl you fancied and she was with Keanu Reeves, you would be addicted to Keanu Reeves, wouldn't you? And you'd punch him, and you had to go back to his hotel room where he's weirdly listening to "Man in the Box" by Alice in Chains, and then, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great song, um, and then asks you to play a truth or dare game.
0: Yep, it's it's awesome. And again, it's just this it's this bizarre little deviation that kind of takes the movie out of its comfort zone and, and puts it somewhere else um, to great effect. And I like it when movies do that. And sometimes they feel a bit ham-fisted and a bit corny, but here
1: it works really well. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he, he's being all transcendent and all Keanu, but Marcus does eventually get to him, and that's really good as well.
0: Yes, yeah. The sort of facade, the, the veneer peels off a little bit, doesn't it? And you see what's underneath, and it's, yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah. And then he smashes a vase on his head. Because that's what Keanu do. <laughs> that's
0: what he does. Um, uh, so, what What? What else? What else do we say about this film?
1: Um, I think it's... It's actually... It's interesting how she's this really big, successful person. And it's not like he's not a successful person. But it has an interesting take on um, celebrity as well, I think. You know, where... Um, she, she's, like, famous, but she's not made out that, like, she's not made out that, like, she can't go anywhere, but it's, like, he sort of, like, they sort of muddle along and he he thinks she's like, a bit pretentious and this that and whatever and she thinks he's a slacker but all of that really just ends up becoming sort of part of their relationship in a nice way I, it didn't try too hard to make any kind of big statement about celebrity but i thought that was an interesting and fun element of it that made their relationship more interesting and not just like oh he likes this she likes this or the, like it meant the, the tension between them felt real and not manufactured when it has to be the they break up so that they can get back together a bit in romantic comedies so often it's manufactured it didn't feel that way way
0: this yeah i agree i think i think the way that they of, often you'll have movies that frame the they're a celebrity the other person isn't a celebrity how are they gonna do it
1: um
0: like notting hill for like instance.
1: um sensations um,
0: like sensations um or the prime example being notting hill <laughs> um where 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 it's much more heavy-handed whereas here it feels like too human beings which is really nice and and, and you get you get both and he of doesn't have re
1: fans in his pants in every scene no <laughs> so that helps
0: um so whereas yeah here if you can kind of see both sides of it and you recognize the difficulties and the limitations a lot more um rather than one person being more of a sort of um stand in for that celebrity status i suppose
1: yeah for sure and they use it to make to sort of make some funny lines like uh oh, he says i once saw glenn close order a pineapple sandwich and i can't remember the context of that one but that one made me laugh <laughs> yeah. and then it's like they they catch the he catch the end of a conversation with them and he, he goes oh she really said that and she says yeah just because somebody plays a singing teapot in a disney movie doesn't mean they're always nice <laughs> that's
0: a bit yeah, that really good
1: <clears throat> the bit that really made me chuckle was when um so there's there's a kind of running joke or motif about Marcus never dressing right for the thing that he's going to, which is really which is really like a subtle but well done thing. Like when they go out with Keanu, he's wearing like the tux that he wore to prom, and he's like, "Oh, you told me this was a high end place," and then she's like, "Oh yeah, well you know it's fashionable, it's not fashionable to dress like that." And then when it's like a posh event, he's in just like a t shirt and jeans, and like he's underdressed, and he has to go to the um a jacket is required, so he has to go to like the cloakroom and get a jacket, and as his- <laughs> it's like way too big for him and he's like he's sassing the, the 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 cloakroom guy he's being really serious about it and he's like he's like oh yeah what someone you, i can't have any of those no only this one is spelled he's like yeah did someone die in it and the, he's like a gentleman died sir <laughs> Yes, <laughs> really serious and then he's oh, who who died andre the giant
0: <laughs> yeah that whole that whole uh back and forth really made me laugh as well it was really well done
1: you can imagine what that jacket smelled like.
0: Oh, I know, right?
1: No disrespect to Andre the Giant, but he was a sweaty man.
0: <laughs> um, but just, yeah, a leftover jacket in a cloakroom is, uh, yeah, is not going to be nice,
1: is it? No, but at least it was an option.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like I the way that they framed that. I like the way that they framed them as two very different people. And the way that they changed didn't feel too forced. I think the, it felt a little bit forced, um, and it felt a little a, bit a, like... a little bit, yeah. But overall, I think they handled that balance quite well.
1: Yeah, for sure, because neither of them like. at, at the end, the, he's got this whole thing about her restaurants being pretentious or whatever. And then at the end, they go into her new restaurant, and obviously, it's kind of unpretentious, which you're very, which you're really expecting, and it's authentic because he has a go at her about making inauthentic Asian food. Um, but that still doesn't become the whole point of the film. But it's it's good that it's there as a point of tension between them. But yeah, they go into a rest- new restaurant at the end and it's not pretentious and it's kind of simple. But again, it doesn't overdo it too much. It still looks nice.
0: Yes. Yeah. It It's still it, it it's not sort of like, hey, I made a diner, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Which is what they could have done. But uh, yeah, it's so it's good. It's good.
1: Yeah, so I like that. And also, I want to get our band name on Tennis Balls. It's such a
0: great idea, isn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. And then you can throw them into the crowd. Anything you can throw into the crowd is good. I I think that's the reason that we haven't been successful this far as the band, is we haven't thrown enough things into the crowd.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. We just need to start hurling objects at people.
1: Yeah. For sure. And the, the drummer in Hello Peril was played by Charlene Yee, who I like very much. She's in all sorts of things and seems to have just kind of small small parts in all sorts of things. But she wrote this interesting film called Paper Heart with Michael Sarah that she starred in as well in 2009. And I, was, I quite like that. We should talk about that at some point.
0: Yeah, I don't know that. But yeah, good to um, good to have a look at it.
1: Yeah. So she, she was cool and a good drummer. Yes. She was really drumming.
0: Yeah, it also, it's genuine musicians, isn't it?
1: Yeah, real um, people. Which is
0: great. Real people doing the music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which is awesome.
1: I always like that. So yeah, apart from the overdubs being like um, Tommy waso in the room, all good. <laughs> yeah, apart from that.
0: It, it feels very well, very well made. A well-crafted, solid rom-com. Yeah. Um, not necessarily going to change your life but it's got some really good moments in it.
1: No, I'm not going to like rush to watch it again. Maybe in a few years it'll come. you will be like, Oh yeah, that was good. Let's pass the time. But, um, yeah, it's good. Solid. Definitely solid. Yeah. Do, uh, do me a solid movie.
0: <laughs> so have you got any more to add or shall we head on to the race? No,
1: no, I, I don't think we have. Is there trivia?
0: So a bit of trivia for you. Um, uh, when Keanu Reeves might not have been available to do the movie, um, they had a look at various other people, um, including M. Night Shyamalan. What? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, they they were thankfully able to get Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, because like the role of that person is just there to create to spark jealousy between them and to for it to be funny that they're there, right? So really, it could have been anyone, but. Like Now that you've seen it with Keanu, you, it's hard to imagine it being anyone else.
0: Exactly. And 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 they wanted it to be sort of like this great Asian-American or, you know, Asian-Canadian in Keanu's case. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of icon. And, you know, Keanu well, they, fits the bill perfectly.
1: They always could have got Rob Schneider to, <laughs> <For God's sake. laughs> to pretend to be Asian as he loves to do. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely racistly,
0: he he does he does enjoy being racist. Um, you know, even <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> he said that in such a dry way. <laughs> oh, he do, he does enjoy being racist.
0: I mean, you could. There's a few people you could go for. You could also go for Mickey Rooney, of
1: course. Oh, um, geez, yeah, isn't he dead? It could, it could <laughs> from beyond the grave,
0: <laughs> they can hologram anybody in, can't they?
1: Oh, God, yeah, holograms. Jeez. They can oh. get all the big racists from history. Get, get Churchill in there. Why not?
0: Get, uh... They're
1: like, oh, my God, my ex-girlfriend's dating Winston Churchill. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> he's just there talking about finest hours over dinner.
1: And they go, oh, Churchill, who was your who was your childhood crush? And then he's like, it was my bulldog. <laughs>
0: Oh for God's sake. Someone's gonna <laughs> someone's gonna take great offence to that comment.
1: What that Churchill fucked his Bulldog. <laughs> yes. He definitely did. That's the re- that's the reason that um Bulldog Bulldogs are famous and that people think of the British Bulldog. It's because of Churchill.
0: Uh, he was actually saying, I will fuck them on the beaches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because all the recordings from that time are so like grainy. People just hear what they want to hear, don't exactly. they? Exactly. But we know we know the truth.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> we know. We know. We've spoken to his hologram. We know the truth.
1: <laughs> We've called him up from beyond the grave. Once um, we were, once we were done chatting to Mickey Rooney. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, that, uh, I I don't know if there's more trivia, but I think the Winston Churchill revelations we've, (laughs) we've uncovered here, um, that's, that's more than enough.
1: That's enough trivia for one night.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So how are we, how are we going to rate this bad boy?
1: Uh, let's see. How many times do you when you're down and you get back up again you're never going to keep me down <laughs> how how many times do you bounce back like a tennis ball
0: uh, how many times do I bounce back like a tennis ball really I'm any gonna, kind of ball except a football I'm going to bounce 13 times but then unfortunately the last time I tried to bounce a football and it oh, did not no. bounce back because they are shaped like an egg
1: yeah hand egg <laughs> you haven't got very good hand egg coordination
0: I do not I do not
1: Cool. Well, I'm I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 16. I think. Oh no. wow, that reflects the fact that I was really pleasantly surprised by it. That it, it really surpassed all my expectations, and and my expectations going into it were that it would be good. I think it's just, and it's largely because of Keanu. I think if it didn't have the Keanu bit at all, it'd be maybe more of 14, 15, maybe yeah, 15, scraping 15. But yeah, Ke- Keanu can basically elevate any film up one to two points. Simply by being there.
0: Just by, yeah, just by existing and being fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, 16, for sure.
0: Very nice.
1: Always be my baby. Good film on Netflix. Go watch it.
0: Yeah, go go get on board.
1: There are much worse ways you could be spending your time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, also on Netflix, New Stranger Things. I haven't watched any of it yet because I have a baby. Have you? Ah,
0: I have watched some of it
1: i've been generally hearing good things but trying to avoid spoilers for the first time ever in my life but I, I like i'm trying to avoid spoilers for a popular thing usually i don't care but it's like and everyone's all oh no spoilers in avengers i was like oh did you hear that in the avengers the, the spaceship where the nah stop spoilers which is what most <laughs> of the internet's like now i'm on the other side of it it feels very strange
0: ah okay um
1: <laughs> so don't it's, it's tell weird me isn't
0: it I, i'm afraid to tell you that um that darth vader is 11 no
1: <laughs> finn wolfhard loses an arm in a bar fight oh no <laughs> um,
0: um yeah is it good, is, is it good though? So it's far. good yeah it's it's if you liked other stranger things it's more of really exactly did. the same stuff that you liked so
1: which is good. exactly what i was expecting and nothing yeah. more so yeah great people
0: people put too much on um on movies and tv shows to like change their lives and and be these transformative experiences when sometimes just embrace a good
1: story you know? yeah for sure there's, there's no need to make a big deal out of it stranger no, exactly. things is good
0: it is good it is good good times so, well so, then
1: what what are we watching next? What rubbish have you chosen? Well incidentally I, I spoke to my colleague Paul today about Beastly and he was like, Wow, i I found someone else who has seen the film Beastly <laughs> I'm glad And to. we talked about how bad it was. Something uh, about how it's like the passing of time and how we're all inching closer to the grave and whatever.
0: I'm glad that something I was along able those to lines. Allow you to waste one and a half hours of your life watching it. So so it's funny that you brought up Stranger Things because I thought we would do something Vaguely Stranger Things related. Um, and so um, we're going to be watching a Monona Ryder classic. We're going to be watching Heathers.
1: Ah, okay. I think I have seen it, but a long time ago. I can't remember much about it.
0: Yeah, so it's it's good. I seem to remember it being good. So um, And it's
1: one of those films that has that real cult status, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So uh we'll be watching that. Um a couple of things before we go, however. Everybody who's listening to this should go and buy the charity album that yes, we I, are part of.
1: I was gonna say, do you want to um plug that? So yes, yes plug it. Yes,
0: I do want to plug it. Um so Hello, dear listeners. This is the commercial hour of the podcast.
1: Um, <laughs> sponsored by Winston Churchill.
0: Sponsored by Winston Churchill and how much he loves dogs. Um, so, <laughs> so so, we're, we're taking part in is, a... Is it raising
1: money for the Dogs Trust?
0: <laughs> so we're, we're doing this charity album. Um, we are on it. So Paddy and I are on it. I'm also on it in a solo song that Paddy kindly created. So, oh, wh- get... Which one? Uh, so Crutches is on there.
1: Nice. And then Find Your it's Love a, by Palomino Club.
0: So you have got classic 80s pop tune and some nice acoustic-y loveliness on there from your favourite big boys. Um, there's no limit on how much you can donate. Um, simply go to the link, which will be included on this page. Um, we're raising money for Mental Health UK, so it's this amazing cause. The money being raised is going towards um, helping kids with their mental health and mental well-being. So it is it is supporting like children and young adults to get the support they need earlier on in life to help them sort of build a good life for themselves beyond an area where there's very little support for people and people don't know where to go. So it's really important to to support people at that time. Yeah. Um, mm. And so, yeah, go and do it as a Just Giving link. What you want to do is you want to go on, you want to donate however much you want, but you get twelve songs for that—twelve awesome songs,
1: um, twelve whole songs, twelve not whole bit, songs, not bits of songs. No, you don't get whole just
0: five-second snippets here. You get whole songs, um, and yeah, so just donate whatever you want to Just Giving, and then the people that have set it up will then send you on the download link where you can get all of the lovely material,
1: which is great. Uh, so it's for a great great cause as well. I'll put it in the um show notes. Yes. Obviously. So, so wherever you're getting this um this podcast, you'll be able to find notes with it with links to some of the rubbish we've talked about and also a very very good charity album. So
0: Yes. So please please get involved everybody.
1: Yeah. Be good. Yes. Do be a good. do a good thing.
0: And do that good thing well.
1: Yeah. Do good things and do them well. That's that is how to live life, my friend. Indeed. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it from me.
1: That's it. That's it from. That's it. From, that's good night from him, and it's good night from me. <laughs> and oh no, wait! You're supposed to say it's good night from me. Yeah, I am. God, damn it. <laughs> named my son. My named my son after Eric Morcom, but I can't even um, get it, rip off his lines correctly. <laughs> <laughs> No, I d uh, I didn't name him after Eric Morcom. It's, it's good it's uh, good that Eric there are Idle. lots of lots of Eric's and they're all good.
0: They are actually. Can't think of a bad Eric.
1: We genuinely did have this discussion. Apart from um Eric Trump. <laughs> which is <laughs> not not that famous. He's not the one who um look looks like who is the he was the most going through a divorce man ever, which is Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. <laughs> But yeah, Eric Trump is not good. No. But every other Eric is good, though. Yeah, so I, can't st- think... I, st- I stand by my choice.
0: I can't think of any truly heinous Erics. No.
1: Um, anyway, enough about yes. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a parent par- and I'm tired and delirious, which is why I'm just talking complete nonsense. And <laughs> I, this is how the podcast is going to go now. So there it is. There we go. But yeah, hope you enjoyed Always Be My Maybe. It's a very, very good film, and I hope you go watch it and enjoy it. Um, thanks, as always, for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it, and hope you enjoyed us talking about it. I um, hope you like what we do. Um, if you do, leave us a rating or a review or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other people to find the show. And you can always get in touch with us on the emails, bigboysdontcrypodcast at bigboysdontcrypodcast.gml.com, and on Twitter, at bigboysdontpod.
0: Yes, let us know. Who would always be your maybe?
1: Ah, yes. What kind that's, of ball would you question. like to bounce? Yep. You can choose any kind of ball except a football.
0: <laughs> Obviously.
1: If you choose a football we'll block you.
0: Yep. Instant instant block, instant mute. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, that's it <laughs> All for <right>. us.
1: <laughs> bye, Bye bye.